You're listening to the Versus Node podcast, presented by GamerNode.com. You're listening to episode six of the GamerNode Versus Node podcast. I am Jason Finelli, and I'm here with website director Eddie Anzato. Eddie, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Cannot complain. And joining us today, a guest who is a contributor at thegamereviews.com and also has a blog at jumpingmustache.com, my vote for best website name ever, Jeffrey Matliff. How are you doing today, Jeff? I'm doing well. Trying to keep cool. Trying to keep yeah. are you? Mm-hmm. Trying to keep cool. I hear that. Today, we are going to focus on the first half of the year, 2009. A lot of games came out this year, some of which were fantastic, and others which, well, we're not going to talk about today, because we're only going to talk about the good ones. I would like to kick things off, if I could, by talking about what I think, so far, is the best game of this year. I'm getting a huge kick out of Infamous. I absolutely love it. I wasn't usually a fan of sandbox games, but something about this one, it's much easier to get into, I think. I don't have to worry about aiming. Like in Grand Theft Auto, I was never good at aiming a gun. I can just now stick out my hand and shoot lightning bolts. Driving in the Grand Theft Auto games is always a chore. I don't drive in this one. And the storyline is amazing. I, uh, I remember when I beat it, nobody had spoiled it for me. So when I finally beat it and watched the ending, my jaw dropped. And anyone nice. who and anyone who has seen the ending will know what I'm talking about. So that's I just like this. Has have either of you played Infamous yet? Only yeah, a little bit, I, but it was what I played was really good. I actually uh, reviewed Infamous at GameReviews.com. Uh, I think I gave it either a nine or nine and a half. I gave it a very high score. It was also arguably. If not my favorite game of the year, in my top two or three. And I I agree with you 100%, but I, I do have some qualms about it, and it's one of those games, the more I think about, the the less I like it. I, I think that it... Hmm. Um, Interesting. The, the morality system, I thought, was kind of flawed. Did, let me ask you, Jason, did you play it as a, a good character or an evil character? First time good. I'm about to start the second playthrough as bad. Okay, I'm, I was kind of the same, but I, I played it good the first time, and I loved it. And I played it about, I got about two-thirds of the way playing through bad. And it was, it was still a lot of fun, but I was disappointed at how little is changed when you play as evil. And the story just, it doesn't hold up as well. Like, there's not that much motivation for, for Cole to all of a sudden start murdering civilians to, you know, charge up his health meter. So... I, I guess I'll put it this way. The story holds up really well if you play it as a good guy, and not so well when you play it bad, but it's still fun. I mean, I, I just view evil mode as, like, a bonus mode. Like, you beat <laughs> Super Mario Brothers, and you play it again with Beatles instead of Goombas. Like, it, it adds a little something, but I just don't feel like it's a valid way of, of portraying the story that they were trying to tell that did come through very well when you play you know, as, a, as a good character. That's interesting. It must have a lot to do with the story, like you said, because when I started to play it, one thing that I liked about the morality system was that while they do denote one decision as the the good and one as the bad, a lot of them were sort of not not so much ambiguous, but 
they there was reasoning for doing one uh, of the options or the other, even if one may have had like a twisted sense of logic to it. So I kind of liked that about it. But I guess um, as it pertains to the story, which I haven't really gotten into very much, it must not hold up, like you said. I'll have to look for that when I uh, play it the second time. Some decisions are, are grayer than others. And yeah. And those are the like. ones that I liked. Yeah. But some of them aren't as gray. And um, it just, I mean, even just playing as an evil character, the decisions themselves usually aren't that evil, but it's just other things like killing random civilians, which brings you to evil much quicker, which is something that you want to do to, to uh, max out your powers. And it just doesn't feel like that's something this character would do or that um and if he did this it doesn't seem like people would still be talking to him in the way that they do so yeah it just doesn't seem like they react to you as well when you're when you're a jerk oh, okay it's not the most subtle of changes when you all of a sudden decide to become a homicidal maniac and i kind of wish my i guess my qualified game is i kind of wish that they had just done away with the morality system altogether and had just focused more on the good side, and because that stuff holds up very well, and I think if they, they just made it a little more detailed, um, it would have been even better. Or, and this would have been really hard to implement, but if they could have made it the game, you know, half the length, maybe even less, and just made it two very divergent stories, where one you, you know, become the savior of the city, and the other you become its destroyer. But instead, it's you know, you 95% of the game is going to be the same, no matter how you play it. Let's see. Uh, you had mentioned that Infamous was one of your favorite games so far this year. I'm curious, what's what are the other two in your top um, two or three? Uh, the other two, one of them is kind of cheating because <laughs> it's not yet been released in America yet. Demon Souls. How did I know? Is... As soon as you said not released in America, I knew you were going to say Demon Souls. Yep. So um, for those of you who, who aren't familiar with this game, it's a... Uh, an action RPG dungeon crawling game, which is usually not even a genre that I really enjoy. And I'm, I'm really surprised how much I like it. It's very slow to get into, but once you do, it, it's very rewarding. There's a lot, there's a lot of, um, it's very tactical deciding, you know, which gear to use. And it's very, very difficult. Atlas has decided to publish in America. It's coming out in October. And you can, you can import it from Hong Kong. The, the Asian version of the game, you have to be careful because there's a couple different versions. There's a Japanese version, which is all in Japanese, and then another version just called Asian, which is fully in English. It has all English voice acting. The manual isn't, but it does come with an insert that gives the controls in English. So, you know, if you're impatient, you can import it. It's not going to be that much more expensive, probably an extra 10 to 15 bucks, or wait till October and... I don't think you'd be doing your, yourself a disservice by doing that because uh, Alice is going to be throwing in some bonuses. I think, in, I think it was an art book, and you know you'll get the the whole manual in English. Yeah, so. typical Atlas throwing in like everything with their games. I kind of yeah. like that a lot. I'm rather tempted to buy it again, actually, when it hits uh, American shores. But it's it's a very long game. I'm I'm not that far through relatively. I'm about 20 hours, which sounds like a long ways, but I'm, I feel like I'm maybe a third of the way through. So it's it's a very good game if you have the patience and the time to play it, and that's something I 
I don't always have, so I'm kind of making a making a snail's progress through it, but it's very, very good. Awesome. And what was the last one that you're that you're thinking for the beginning of the year? Oh. Um the last one was Punch Out. Yay! So, yeah, I'm kind of in an odd camp where I, I had not played Mike Tyson's Punch Out or any of the Punch Out games. And I'm Oh, really, that's so sad. Oh man. You know, <laughs> Well, now I vaguely know what I'm missing, except I don't, because my a friend of mine who swore that Mike Tyson's Punch-Out was his favorite game ever, I had him come over and he played the Wii one, and he's like, yeah, this actually is better in almost every way, so you don't even oh, have wow. to bother go, really? going back and playing that. And I was very surprised to hear him say that, except for the fact that Mario is no longer the referee. That was the one, one sticking point. Um, and, of course, no Mike Tyson. <laughs> but... Yeah, it was, uh, you know, I'm not really into boxing games, and I, you know, I'm surprised that it, it's much different than I, than I initially thought just from having vague peripheral knowledge of it, that it's not a boxing game. I mean, it's, it is boxing, but it's, it's kind of a rhythm-based puzzle game, and it's very addictive, very fun, and, you know, it's funny that I felt like 2009 was very slow up until mid-May, and then I got these games one right after the other, so. Mm. It's interesting the way you describe it as a rhythm-based puzzle game, because it really is, and I hadn't thought of it that way. Makes sense to me, yeah. I uh, I like Punch-Out as well. That's one of my top games so far. Um, I, however, played Mike Tyson's Punch-Out and Super Punch-Out, and swore to them as well. Um, I know a lot of people who played the Wii version of Punch-Out and were like, eh, What? It's not the same, you know? It doesn't have the retro feel. I, I think, well, other than you, I think they're stupid. Um, I, well, no, I didn't, I didn't say that, though. I just said that it was good, but I enjoyed the other ones better for what they were than, than I enjoyed this one for what it is. Oh, all right. Well, Even yeah, though I, mean, I do enjoy it. That's fair. That's absolutely fair. I just, I, when I first put that in, I could not stop playing it. It was partly wondering what boxers would come next from the old game. Partly the the challenge of it once you hear about the title defense and the last stand and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And even as soon as I heard as soon as I saw the online thing about the hidden fourteenth boxer. I don't know if you've seen that yet, Jeff. But that is that I know is, who it is. That is ridiculous. And fighting that person is ridiculous. It's it's just unreal how much they could add by not really adding all that much. If you know what I mean, it's the same basic game. They've only, they only added one new character, but the feel of the game is completely different and makes it new and mm. fresh in my mind. So I just I couldn't get enough of it. Um, Eddie, you I'm haven't curious, Eddie. What? Along the same lines as you're talking about Punch Out, um, I felt that way about another game released this year. A game with a lot of history, a game whose prequels I had played to no end when I was younger, Street Fighter 4. Yes! I picked up Street Fighter 4, and it was like I was 10 again, and I couldn't put it down. And it was basically like just like the first experience with Street Fighter 2, all over again, but different and fresh and equivalent so I didn't feel like anything was taken away, but I do feel like um, it was very well-refined, a very well-refined version of the Street Fighter universe. I, I don't know. I have nothing but good things to say about Street Fighter 4. I absolutely agree with you. 
again, uh, along with the being trained in the classic punch-out games, Street Fighter 2 was really the first game I ever really got into. Oh, wow. I got a Super Nintendo when I was like six or seven, and Street Fighter 2 came with it, and I played the living crap out of it. I found out the the uh, down or up LYB or something like that to make, yeah. to make the uh, other colors. I don't think that's exactly right, but that that code, once I found that out, the game was brand new because then I could beat everybody up in a different color. So I was just I played that game forever, and then Street Fighter Two Turbo and Super Street Fighter Two, and then to play Street Fighter Four and immediately feel like it's Street Fighter Two again, I I just I became young. I became that six year old boy again, sitting in front of the TV in his PJs. Oh, it was it was quite quite a feeling. Um, Exactly. I remember I was playing Street Fighter 4 a little bit, and then I had to review a game, so I played that really fast and finished and wrote the review. <laughs> and then I went back, and I was playing Street Fighter 4 just a few minutes after I had posted the review. And the funny thing is, like Jeff isn't a, a boxing game or even an arcade boxing player, um, I really have only played... I mean, I've played fighting games, but the only ones that have ever really um, drawn me in were the Street Fighter games, and here it was no different, just like that. Yeah, I I never played it. I I have respect for fighting games. It was just a genre that I could never get into, and maybe mm-hmm. someday I just I always found myself very overwhelmed by how how many combos you have to learn, and, you know, it's no comment. It looks like a, a great game. Everyone I know who's played it loves it, and it you know, I I like what they're doing by bringing back old classics and enhancing them. It's just mm-hmm. not not a genre that I ever really got into. Not your thing. How about are you guys into the Sims games? Because the Sims Three came out this year. Um, I actually haven't played it, but it looks like it's a, another great update. Um, I played the original Sims and loved it. And then I play. I did not play a lick of The Sims 2 because when it came out, I didn't have one line at the time. And then I basically fell out of Sims because of that. Um, I have a cousin, however, who has The Sims 3 and loves it, plays it all the time. Um, the only problem she has is on her laptop that she installed it on for the first couple of plays, first couple of like minutes or so, none of the Sims heads are actually attached to their body. They're kind of floating um, about an inch up in screen <laughs> in screen length above their heads. So Exorcist it, Sims. Yes, yes. So it's like it's, it's like the Sims. Um, instead of the little plumb bob symbol when you pick the Sim, it's the Sim's actual head. <laughs> it's just his head. Attaches <laughs> off of his body, and it's like, yep, you pick this one. Now he has no head. How do you feel about that? Um, eventually, it fixes itself. But other than that little glitch, I think it's just her computer because I haven't heard it from anybody else. She loves it. She says it's the most in-depth, customizable Sims experience she's had in a long time. Um, and she was saying kind of the same things we were saying. Even though it's it's a lot like The Sims 2, there's a lot of things that make it fresh and new. Um, and, yeah, she, she really, really enjoys it. Jeff, have you played Sims at all? Uh, admittedly, I've never played a Sims game. I think I'm, I'm cursed with their timeline. They keep coming out at times where I don't have a computer that could run them. But uh, I, always hear, I always hear great stories about them. If they ported one to Wii or, or 360, I, I love to give it a shot. and just I can't play it on my computer. Yeah, it just seems like all the ones that they try to move over to other consoles are sort of half-assed and just not the full experience. So it's kind of unfortunate for people who don't have the uh, 
computer hardware to play the games. I I agree. Um, my I've always been more of a console gamer just because um, I was I never, we never really had a really powerful PC. Like mm-hmm. I bought Spore not too long ago when I got this new laptop, and it's the first computer game I had bought since the original Sims back in two thousand what one two thousand two something like that. Um, I'm glad I did. I love Spore, but um. That was last year, so I'm not supposed to be talking about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to move the conversation to the RPG genre. Sounds like uh, Jeff, and I'm sure Eddie, too, would be a little more pressed in RPGs. Um, I think this year so far has been slow, but there have been some great ones, especially on the DS. The one that sticks out in my mind is Suikoden and Tear Christ. Voice acting in DS has always impressed me. No matter what game it was, if I can hear the voice, that's impressive. But the, the animation is good, the story is good. Reminds me of an old Final Fantasy game, not not so much in like gameplay mechanics, but in like the feel, the the environment, mm-hmm. the, the sense of adventure, like the ambiance of the game overall. Yes, and I I will admit this is the first Suikoden game I've ever played. Never got into them when I was younger, just because I never really had the money to go to the game store, look for a game, and be like, and just look for a new game to play. I, I always knew what I wanted because of what I had seen or heard. A big Final Fantasy guy, stuff like that. So Suikoden didn't pass me by. I'm glad I got back. I'm glad I got into it now because this one's making me want to go back on PS1 and PS2 and play them all. I love the fact that you have 108 people that you can choose from. 108 Mark of the Stars make different parties to go to different places and stuff like that. I love that. Great, great, great RPG experience on the DS. Uh, if you're looking for one, Suikoden and Tear Christ is the way to go. Jeff, did you play Suikoden? Have you, have you tried that out yet? Uh, oh, boy. Again, much <laughs> Street Fighter and The Sims. Uh, naming all the, the genres that I'm not that into. But, I again, it's something I've heard good things about. I... Yeah, I'm not really into the, you know, turn-based Japanese RPGs, but, uh, but you know, from the way you describe it, it, it sounds like it, it's great, you know, for what it is if you're into that sort of thing. So, I am kind of interested though in just how the DS is becoming the new go-to platform for RPGs. I like absolutely new, agree with you. Yeah, the new Dragon Quest is going to be on it. You know, the World Ends with You last year was was one that I, I played a little of, and you know, it was quite good for again you know, for that genre. Um, I haven't heard much about it in a while, but I, I didn't see it at E3, but I'm curious about the, the Studio Ghibli game that Factor 5 is working on. It's called like, the, the Another World. Either of you uh, heard of this? Oh, yes. Um, hmm. I forgot we, to I look saw for that it. at E3, but I f- oh, forgot. Oh, it was there. Damn, yeah. I didn't see it. The Another World. Stop it. <laughs> um, it was it was actually not at E3. It was just at this place that I went to uh, earlier in the year, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta find this place then. Stuck in a level fives. Oh, level five. You know, okay, yeah. I, level five or factor five? I always get. I'm, I'm terrible. I get. This. It's it's a level level five. Level okay, five is doing. Five. Level five is busy. They're doing the Another World, and then they're looking. They're they're releasing White Knight Chronicles and the next Professor Layton. They're mm. they are busy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm looking at this right now. Uh, looks looks interesting. So probably something I would I would enjoy playing. 
I have a solution to the Jeff not playing the genres of games we're talking about. Hey, Jeff, what's another game you liked in the first half? Yes, there we go. Oh, boy, other ones. Um, like I said, it was kind of a slow year until those those three came along right at the uh, at the 11th hour. Um, let's see. The I spent a lot of the beginning of 2009 catching up with games I missed at the end of 2008. Because mm. I thought 2008 was a fantastic year for games, especially those last three months as every other... Every week we got something new. So the one that I really got into from last year that that was patched this year and made better was Burnout Paradise. And, you know, I know it's over a year old, but for the first year it was out, they didn't have the option for race restarts. So I never really felt like picking it up. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's still a good game, but it's sort of on my back burner for a long time. And then I, I heard that they added race restarts, so I picked it up, and that's almost all I play for a month. I mean, occasionally I, I would, you know, rent some other games and play. I think this was during February, and I rented Fear 2 and played it like that quite a bit. Rented Killzone 2, did not like that one as much, but, yeah, I just kept going back to Burnout. So Interesting. Yeah, so, so Eddie, have you, what, uh, what were some of your favorite games of the year? Well, I'm going to bring it back to the PC, because Empire Total War came out this year and I've been a, a pretty big fan of the series since Rome I've played Rome and then uh, Medieval 2 and now Empire really expanded upon everything because it combined seafaring battles with the whole European campaign you have your gigantic turn based strategy it's a basically grand strategy game with your real-time battles, and it's just so complete, an impressive piece of software. And I think Creative Assembly, if they keep doing what they've been doing with the series, they're going to end up just owning the entire genre, because I don't think anything can compete with the uh, Total War series. What about uh, the upcoming StarCraft Two? Do you feel like that? As a chance, are they? Is that an entirely separate beast? Kind of, because basically your your StarCraft games and like Ages of Empires, those sorts of games, they're more focused on that very rapid in battle management where you're collecting resources and all that sort of thing. Whereas the the Total War series is a it's a slower paced game, but it encompasses a wider variety of concerns for the gamer where you have to manage your entire empire which happens to be the name of this one um so it <laughs> so it is a different beast i mean it does they're both strategy games but personally um maybe because i fail with my dexterity sometimes when i'm playing the starcraft type or warcraft type rts's I have sort of gravitated more towards the Total War series and games of that nature. You guys play those games at all? Um, I've dabbled. Uh, I've dabbled in Rome. Uh, I'd like to play it a little more. I just haven't had the. I don't know. I just haven't had the uh, time to sit down and actually hammer through it. But other than that, I have no experience in Total War. So I'd have to buy a a new PC kit to play it, which would be the issue. But 
It sounds really good from the way you Yeah, they are. They are really resource hungry. <laughs> That's an issue. So what else have you been playing, Eddie? Or what are some of your other favorite games of the year? Um, let's see here. Prototype. Sort of, uh, whenever you mention Infamous, you have to mention Prototype. I think that's the law of the land. Once they were released, I realized that they're not meant to be compared how everyone seemed to be, but both turned out to be really enjoyable games. And I feel like Prototype is more of a playground to me than Infamous was, and it was really fun, and I just felt totally powerful the whole time. I would agree. Did you play Jason? I did. Um, I hadn't I hadn't finished it yet because I, uh, if I remember last time I was saying Infamous and Prototype, I was going to pick one and then play the other one. I chose Infamous, so I haven't gotten to Prototype yet. But from what <laughs> I played, what I played a Prototype, I'm about three or four days in. I absolutely agree with you. The fact that I can pick up a car, stand on any random sidewalk, run straight, and go pedestrian bowling <laughs> is is very empowering. Like, if I were to do that at 8 in the morning when I wake up, I could get up and start the day. Ha-ha! Let's go. <laughs> um, I just ran over a bunch of people with a car that wasn't moving. Yes! <laughs> you grabbed a tank and threw it at them and up on yeah, a helicopter. See, right? I, haven't, I haven't had a chance to get to a tank yet, so I, I haven't... Um, I haven't... Just wait till you start rolling them over. Oh, <laughs> oh no. The one thing that weirds me out about it, though, is... I don't like the you just randomly absorb people <laughs> and then assume and, that and then you have to leave, and you have to to get the story that I know I know that when I finally get into this game that web of intrigue is going to take me forever cuz exactly. I'm exactly that's the great part I don't want to know I don't want to know every goddamn detail there is to know about this storyline, so I'm going to have to turn into a vacuum and suck up every guy that has a symbol over his head, and I'm just like, uh, that's going to take a long time. But other than that, I mean, that's just that's just petty bullshit whining. Um, it looks yeah, it's it's, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's it's a bloody gory mess, which I'm okay with. As was another game that came out this year that I'd like to talk about after Prototype. A lot of fun, and I do. I do hope that once I get into it, I enjoy it as much as I enjoyed Infamous, if not more. Yeah, I actually, uh, I reviewed Prototype over at uh, HonestGamers.com, and I, I liked it quite a bit, too. I mean, it's as Eddie said, it's an entirely different beast than Infamous. Infamous is far more about story and atmosphere and mood. Prototype is ridiculous <laughs> awesome. It's, it's so stupid. It's so flawed. Like there's too many powers. They don't. They're not very balanced. The story is shit. Like it, it's it's such I think it's such a mess. But it's so fun. Like like even though it's it's pretty repetitive, I just found myself playing it for you know like four hours straight. Unfortunately, when I beat it, I, I never felt like playing it again since then. But for you know the twelve thirteen hours that it lasted, I I just loved it. Like it's yeah. you know it's it, it's very messy. It doesn't make very much sense, but the fact that it's a game about consuming random pedestrians and this is encouraged of you and, you know, some of the later missions get even more insane where you're, you're hijacking multiple helicopters at once without even hitting the ground and it's it's a blast. It should have been better, but 
you know, for what it is, it's it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it is just so much fun. I, I'd actually, now that I think about it, I'd kind of liken it more to Dead Rising than Infamous, just in terms yeah. of the feel of the game. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Infamous is much more... Just bowling um, through everything. Right, I don't want to use the word the words serious and fun, because there aren't many games that you could say you have to play it like, I must play this game, but Infamous seems more like you're on a mission, whereas Prototype, you're playing it, and you're like, eh, when I get to it, I want to kill some people. Um, but then again, I played Infamous good, so maybe when I play Infamous Evil, I'll be all about killing people. But it seems Infamous is definitely more structured. Yeah, yeah that, okay, that's the word I'm looking for. Infamous is more more story-structured, more story-ended, which is good, because the story is apparently better. Um, where Infamous is like, woohoo, let's kill everyone you see, and then when you get to it, you do what you have to do. And it, it's one of the few games I've played where you can accidentally leap over roofs. <laughs> <laughs> like, the controls in that game, they're, Oops. they're bad, but, like, in a way that makes it fun. You just move so fast and glide so fast, and it's just, like, some of the... The hardest sequences were just because I couldn't get the controls right, but it wasn't in a way that made it like frustrating. It was in a way that just made it chaotic and hilarious. How I'd be constantly because you have a sprint button in that game. It's like Assassin's Creed on steroids. Yeah, and you're just constantly, you know, going running across walls, and you just feel like you have so little control over what's happening. But it's just funny and insane. Um, Absolutely. I agree. I, I remember there's one mission before I stopped playing where I had to get to some, one certain rooftop. I'm like, oh, wait, there it is. No, stop moving. I'm jumping. Ah! And I ended up dying. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was not, not fun. Um, speaking of bloody, gory messes, as I was saying, I love this game. The only disappointing part about this game was the sales figure. It did not sell well, but it should. And that is Mad I think World. I know what you're going to say. That is yeah, Ma- Mad, Mad World. World. Mad World for the Wii. I loved it. I loved the attitude. I loved the humor. The commentators are great. Um, yeah. The, the, game, really the gameplay is just a bloody, gory mess again. Um, I just had so much fun with this game, um, but not a lot of people played it, which is a shame, because everyone who likes games like Prototype and... Um, I would say Infamous, but Infamous, again, being a little more structured. Games where you can just pick it up and be like, here, ha-ha, take that. you mm-hmm. you got to play Mad World. If you have a Wii, if your little brother has a Wii and he's too busy playing Mario Kart and My Sims, kick him off for a little bit, or when he's not playing it, put in Mad World. You will not make be Make him play Mad World. But yeah, there you go. There yeah. you go. Corrupt your six-year-old, make your six-year-old brother or sister or, or son or daughter, for those listening. Um, make them play Mad World and then see what happens. Um, well worth it. Disclaimer. The opinions of the <laughs> guests of the Versus Node podcast have nothing to do with the life. opinions of GamerNode.com. Thank you. <laughs> On that note, I do have Mad World just sitting here uh, waiting to be played, and I haven't put it in my Wii yet. What are you waiting for? Do yourself a favor and play it. I, play it. I agree with Jason. It's, it's very good. I was a little disappointed in it, only because I was a huge fan of Clover, loved Beautiful Joe, Okami's one of my favorite games ever made, so mm-hmm. I went into 2009 with Mad World, you know, thinking it would be in my top you know, top few games of the year, and I liked it, but you know, I think the art style's, you know, best graphics I've seen so far this year. 
I, I just thought that the controls were a little bit clunky, um, especially mm-hmm. some of the gesture controls. It didn't. Re- there was one boss fight in particular where you have to do a, a horizontal swipe, and I could swear I was doing it, moving it perfectly horizontally, and sometimes it would register that way, and sometimes it wouldn't, and if it mm. fails, then the boss um, uh, counters you, and it takes off a lot of your health. And that didn't bother me as much in normal mode, but when you play it in hard mode and really try and and get to the finer details of it, it just doesn't quite match up. And I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I, I kind of wish that the game had been made on a 360 or PS3. The gesture controls were fun, but just not accurate enough for me, and that game really needs a controllable camera. And I kept wanting to control the D-pad, and it doesn't let you. So that kind of frustrated me. But still, it's one of the most stylish games of the year, and I thought the story is quite interesting and, you know, has some great animations. And you know, it's still a lot of fun. Damn it, Wii Motion Plus. You were just too slow. Yeah, basically. That's like a typical problem with a lot of Wii games, though, is that the gesture controls aren't exactly precise. I really wish that they would just... They could patch Mad World to have Wii Motion Plus because that yeah. would solve a lot of my issues with it. I agree. I absolutely agree. I, I, you answered my question before I even asked it about would it, would it have been better if it had been made for another system? I've had a lot of debates with my other friends who are gamers that said if this was on 360 or PS3, it would have been the best-selling game of the year so far. The Wii controls kill it, which I agree with, but... At the same time, we needs more games like that. And mm-hmm. if the controls didn't work, but it's still a great game, that might show other developers that hey, people don't mind a little blood and gore on their way. Let's push. Let's put some more games out that they'll like to play. The Silent Hill Shattered Memories, the Resident Evil remakes, and Dark Side Chronicles, stuff like that. Um, unfortunately, like I said, it did not perform as well at the money side as it did at the game side, which makes me afraid that the casual gamer persona of the Wii might be too strong mm. for developers. And, you know, speaking of that, what about Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Wars on the DS? Like, It's another typically non-Nintendo platform game showing up on a Nintendo platform, and I think it came out really well went back to a more traditional Grand Theft Auto style and and succeeded in my eyes. It was it was a very good hybrid of the old and new. It was yeah. it was the top down camera, but it gave you a lot more um, freedom in what you could do than the old Grand Theft Auto games. But that one sold so bad they're putting it on PSP as well. Yeah. Ridiculous. That's a major issue that the Wii has to has to deal with, but that's for another time. Um, yeah, as far as think of uh, of Suda doing the No More Heroes sequel on the Wii, but then saying he wants to continue the franchise afterwards, but not on the Wii anymore. That's mm. that's exactly that's, what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, well, he's just that. responding to to what he's seen in the video game market. They don't sell as well on the Nintendo consoles. Which is a shame, because No More Heroes is great, and that's one example where the Wii controls actually help it. I agree, yes. One of the reasons I really like them in No More Heroes is that it it didn't penalize you if the gestures are a little off. You just have to move it in general, and it works. Same with Mario Galaxy. It's the games that require precise movement, and the controls, at least prior to Wii Motion Plus, do not have it. That's kind of the thing that was hurting those games for 
for the first few years of the Wii. And I think by now it's probably too late for that, you know, Wii Motion Plus to change anyone's mind. You had mentioned the Wii Motion Plus being too late. Now, I did not play this on the Wii. I played it on the 360. But another game that came out this year that probably would have benefited so much more with the Wii Motion Plus, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters with the, the Proton and the whipping it around. I've heard the Wii controls are clunky and glitchy. I've heard that they're they're very, very hard to play with, which is a shame because the 360 Ghostbusters was one of the most enjoyable games I've played all year. The humor was... I'm, I'm a fan of the movies. I should probably put a disclaimer on this. I'm a huge fan of the movies. The humor was there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's movies, so you even like the second one. Yeah, I'm a, I like them both. I'm not, I'm not going to... I'm not going to disparage between the two. They're both. They're, okay. The first one was fantastic. The second one wasn't as good, but I still liked it. The humor was there. The story fit good, fit well. Excuse me, with the for the two movies, everything was there. One thing I was worried about: they were going to include all the people from the other movies, like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man and the Librarian and all that. I was afraid that was going to be a big gimmick, just to get people to play it. But it fit. It fit, mm-hmm. which was okay with me, as long as it fit. In the game, I was okay with it. So I loved it. I loved every second of it. I loved that all four of them voiced their own characters. I loved that it was easy to con- easy to control in the 360, not too confusing. A lot to collect, a lot to do. I highly recommend that as one of the top games so far this year. I did not play that on the 360, but I put it in to the Wii, played for like a level, and just got sick of it. It was very loose and just really not enjoyable to manipulate, so I was like, ah, forget it. That's too bad. I I played a little of it on the 360. I only played the first couple hours of it, but it was quite good. I would have liked to have played more. I recommend it. It was very, very good. If I could, we talk about the poor, poor 360. I say that loosely. Uh Well... While there were a lot of games that have come out for the 360, only one that we could think of was an exclusive. That being Halo Wars. Now, I thought Halo Wars was great. I am not a strategy fan. Eddie, you have proven that you are with the Empire Total War. This was a perfect introduction for me, who had not played one before, to get into that genre. And now I feel I am ready to, to play the Rome, Total War, the Empire, the Starcraft, all of those things. Eddie, since you had played, since you had been familiar going in, did you enjoy it as much as someone like me who hadn't played them before would? Oh, I did. Especially on a console. I've played a lot of console RTSs, mainly for GamerNote review purposes, and it seemed like Halo Wars is really the first one that did it right, that catered to the console audience, and that created an experience that was enjoyable for both real-time strategy enthusiasts and more casual, just getting into strategy games, gamers, and I thought it was a great game. It did a lot to refine the experience on a console. I Jeff. haven't played it, but uh, it 
I was curious too. I, I've never been a, a big fan of the Halo games, but so I, I guess I just didn't have that big an interest in it. But you know, I, I heard it was good, and I I am a fan of uh, making more real time strategy games on consoles. I guess it wasn't the first half of the year, but have any of you played Little King Story on the Wii? Just I have, started it today. I have heard oh. that game is unreal. I just have not had a chance to put it in my system yet. Um, Feels like Pikmin a little bit in the beginning. So are you liking it so far? I'm with Jason. I've heard great things, and I've just I've been kind of zoning out playing uh, some older games lately, so um, I haven't gotten around to it yet. But but how's it treating you so far? Well, I just started today, and it really makes me want to keep playing, but I kind of had to get ready for the podcast, so I stopped. <laughs> Damn podcast. I don't really have a whole lot to say about it, except that I'm still very interested in playing, and I could see myself sitting here until tomorrow morning continuing to play, because I really didn't know a whole lot about the game going in, but it's intriguing. The way it's presented is different. The art is unique, and they play well-known classical music, and it feels almost like a, a mini-movie for children, but with adult themes. It's, it's interesting, and uh, I'll tell you more about it when I play more, definitely. Cool. Um, so, um, I was just going to say, so 360 hasn't had many exclusives this year. What about uh, XBLA? Cause I, I was trying to think of the best 360 game I've played. I, I felt kind of bad because at the end of last year, a lot of my friends bought 360s, and they're all asking me what, what system to buy. And, you know, I felt like for your money to have the best library. And now there, there's still been a lot of good 360 games this year, but they've all been, been multi-console. And for exclusives, you know, it was Halo Wars. And all I could really think of besides that was the... Secret Monkey Island re-release, and just a game that's practically 20 years old, but still amazing, and that's the only console you can get it on. Mm. I've only bought two XBLA games this year so far, both of which were a month apart, Garrow Mark of the Wolves remake and the Marvel vs. Capcom 2 remake, really branching out in my XBLA tastes, let me tell you. Both of which are great, very true to their... um, where they came from, but it's really been lacking in things that I'm interested in. Like, Sega came out with that whole pack of Altered Beast, Shinobi, Comic Zone. I'd be very interested if I didn't already own Sonic's Ultimate Genesis collection. Banjo-Tooie doesn't offer anything new. I've already played it. Virtual On? Eh. All right. Cool at first, but no. Nope, thank you. Load Runner? Really? Dishwasher Dead Samurai has too weird a name for me to even get into. Watchmen, I love it. It's pretty good, actually, Dishwasher. Really? Yeah, I, I won't play the demo of it. It was, for those who aren't familiar with it, it was a community game, but or I think it, it won some contests or something, that so it became uh, one of the, the XBLA non-community games. It got you know, some backing behind it, and it's it's kind of similar to a, a Castle Crusher-style single-player beat-em-up, or I think there's a, a co-op mode, too. But, it, you know, it's basically like Castle Crashers meets Invader Zim or John the Homicidal Maniac. It's very, very dark and gory, but it's a you know, 2D side-scroller, kind of the, the art style of Alien Hominid and Castle Crashers. So, you know, it was pretty cool. I, I haven't played the full game yet, but from what I played, I really enjoyed it. 
Good, good. I'll have to try that out. I will say, though, that my third XBLA purchase of the year will be this Wednesday, August the f- uh, 5th, when the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time to Reshelled, is put onto the Xbox Live. Child of the 80s. Child of the 80s. <laughs> yes. I had that Turtle game. Power. I, yes, I had the original on Super Nintendo, and I played it till it broke. Not kidding. I was in the middle of playing it. It froze, and it never worked again. That sucks. Yeah. I mean, I've, I had beaten it enough times, but I just I loved the game. Loved it, loved it, loved it. And the new graphics and everything else, I cannot wait. But that's not out yet, so I have to. So I guess we've sort of covered everything from the first half that we thought was good. Honorable Is there anything else left? Ready? I'm going to throw out some names here. Honorable mention time. Here we go. Okay. Resident Evil 5. Okay. I'm surprised no one had brought that up yet, but yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah, it was good. A little disappointing compared to RE4. The story was weird. And the fact that RE6 is being decided by a game of blackjack kind of scares the hell out of me. If you don't know what I'm talking about, at Comic-Con, uh, Jun Taikauchi, whatever the hell you say his name, was in a was in a roundtable discussion. And him, he, he said that he and two others, I believe the guy who was in charge of the first Resident Evil, his name slips my mind, and a third, who else I can't remember at the moment, are literally going to play Blackjack, and whoever comes out as the winner will take over a production of RE6. Um, so cool. Wow. Whether, whether that <laughs> well, they're is, all talented people, so... <laughs> yes, whether that's, that's int- a lack of faith in the franchise, or they really just want to duke it out and see who wins. I'm all for it. That's Who's the three- dealer? <laughs> Kojima must steal this. <laughs> It'll be insane. And then he'll, and then somehow he'll win, and uh, RE6 will be stealth action horror. Um, uh, I would be so down with that. I'm yeah, not even I, joking. That sounds amazing. Now that I said it, yeah, I'd be okay with it too. It offers three different styles on one franchise. Uh, what we what we have, what we used to have, and what we never had yet. So I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see what happens. Guitar Hero Metallica for the music fans. Fear 2, I think, was mentioned. I love that, but the ending made me take a cold shower. Uh, <laughs> after the uh, ghost rape to continue? No, no, I wanted it to stop. That was awful. Um, mm-hmm. Afro, Afro Samurai, for the anime fans, that was great. Uh, right at the beginning of the year. Red Faction Gorilla, which I'm surprised we hadn't mentioned. A lot of sports games we didn't mention. Fight Night Round 4, UFC, MLB 09 The Show. Uh, for the wrestling fans, Legends of WrestleMania. Tiger 10 on the Wii, apparently, is fantastic. Chronicles of Riddick, remake slash new game we hadn't mentioned. Blaze Blue. Yeah, that's good. Mm. Blaze Blue for the fighters. For all us fighting fans. Yes, Blaze Blue is unreal. Killzone we mentioned. Uh, the Conduit. The Conduit. I love The Conduit, and we never mentioned it. And House of the Dead Overkill, talking about bloody games on the way. That game has said the F word more times than I think I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> that was old time House of the Dead fun with a lot of F words, so it was great for me. Pokemon Platinum, which was good, but it was just Pokemon Diamond and Pearl Plus, so not really worth uh, mentioning. Legendary Starfy. I liked it. A little too cute for me, but I liked it. Henry Hatsworth and the Puzzling Adventure on the DS, which I thought was was really, really cool. Valkyrie Profile coming into the Plume DS. Fire Emblem Remake. Patapon 2. Prinny. Fantasy Star Portable. Monster Hunter Freedom Unite. <gasps> I think that's everything. <laughs> That's the list. list. That's the list I came up with. Did I miss anything? Um, I think you covered everything right there that I could think of. Yeah, unless and if there's you some... didn't, you at least 
provided enough of a diversion for me to forget what else was released. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Unless there's some Wii Party game that I forgot that everybody loves, like some kind of, you know, neighborhood party games or whatever. I hope, I mean... If you had to choose one, if you had to choose one, tell me what your number one is, Jeff, for the first half, January through June. Um, I'm afraid I'm going to steal Jason's pick and say Infamous. You're not stealing it. He could pick the same thing if he wants to. What do you think, Jason? Infamous. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. I mean, everything I've wanted in a game so far this year. How about you, Ed? I'm going to have to go with Street Fighter 4. It just brought me back. It's like raw gaming. Yeah, you know what? When it came down to two, I had Infamous and SF4, and Infamous Infamous was more new. Because I like I had never played a sandbox game before. Street Fighter Four, classic arcade style fighting, took me back to an age of innocence. But Infamous was my first intro into the sandbox, and I loved it. So I guess that's why it edged it it edged out SF Four in the end. All right. Well, then I guess that would be our winner. Crown Infamous. the champion of January through June '09. Infamous. Infamous. Woo-hoo. Good old sucker punch. Good old sucker punch. on the punch. sequel. Yes, yeah. please. The story needs it. All right, champion Infamous. Here's what you're going to have to deal with July through December. Let's hope you can do it. Um, How about this? Let's each give three games that we're looking forward to for the rest of the year that are going to topple Infamous. All right. Uh, Jeff, you start. I'm curious. Okay. So my number one's Brutal Legend. Cool. Brutal um, Legend. Big time from Tim Schafer. Tim Schafer. Yep. For those not aware, it's about time-traveling roadie, played by Jack Black. Goes back and uh, basically relives everyone's favorite heavy metal fantasies for God knows how long the game's going to be. But everything I've seen on it is absolutely brilliant. I played a little bit of E3, and it was amazing. So uh, if you're not familiar with Tim Schafer games, go... Um, play Psychonauts. It's uh, you can download it off XBLA or you know the classic section. Um, so yeah, that looks amazing. Uh, then Scribblenauts. I we were talking about it before the show, and I know that you guys are also really heavily looking forward to that. So mm-hmm. if you guys, I mean, the, the basic idea is that you solve puzzles by summoning any object that you can think of, and tens of thousands of objects have been programmed into this game. So just even not even. <laughs> Even not even playing the game proper, it's just become a mini game in of itself to try and stump scribble knots. Yeah. So they can't have anything licensed, so that that'll stump it. But beyond that, it's really really difficult. And just over a month out on that one, I'm excited. Yeah, if you, I highly recommend everyone to just go YouTube clips of it and see all the kinds of crazy things that people are coming up with. Third, oh boy, I would say Bayonetta, but that just got pushed back to 2010. Um, yes. Um, I'll let you guys list a few, and I'll, I'll come up with my third momentarily. All right, Jason, you go next. All right. Um, I'm going to start with Kingdom Hearts 358 over two days. Huge Kingdom Hearts fan. Ah, uh, yes. I like the fact that it's on the DS, so I can take it wherever I go. The title in and of itself, if you know what it means as opposed to the storyline, is intriguing. For those that don't know, 358 divided by 2 is not a fraction. It is basically saying the same thing. The two main characters in the story, Roxas and Sora, spoiler, 
are the same person in essence. Um, this game is 358 days in the life of Roxas and two in the life of Sora because he is in suspended animation for most of the game. <laughs> there you go. I, I, just, I, just, I just described the game for you. Beatles Rock Band. I like the music games. I'm a huge Beatles fan. I've heard people say, I'm a huge Beatles fan, but I'm not a big music game fan, so I'm not going to play it. That's the reason you should play it. The Beatles Rock Band, if you're a Beatles fan, will be the one that gets you into music games, period. You play Beatles Rock Band, you're like, hey, I can do this. Let's try Rock Band 2. Then you get Rock Band 2, you're hooked on the Rock Band 2, and the next thing you know, you have every rock band and every guitar hero ever made. But aside from that, the Beatles are fantastic. It looks like Harmonix is doing them justice, which is great. The fact that they had George Harrison's son and Yoko Ono and the two surviving members, Ringo Starr and Paul McCartney, consulting makes it that much more intriguing. The videos I've seen look great. That intro they showed at E3, of the actual intro of the game, just set my heart ablaze. And my father, who is not a gamer, but made me the Beatles fan that I am, wants to play this. And that maybe is a little, nice. bit, a little bit of a personal incentive to want to try it. But yeah, that one. And my third one is, I'm a huge Bioware fan. Always have been. Started with Jade Empire, went to Mass Effect, which is my favorite game on 360. I am all about Dragon Age Origins. I am, yeah. I am reading the prequel novel right now, and the story so far is great. Um, it looks like a bloody, gory, visceral mess, which, as Mandible and Prototype have proven, I love those. The fact that they announced, they announced something interesting about, I don't know if you heard this, they're going to have a brothel of sorts in the game. And you're going to go up to the madam, and the madam's going to say, what are you into? And you're going to say, man, woman. Dudes. No. <laughs> you're going to <laughs> – thanks. You're going to say – your choices are effectively woman, man, surprise me. Oh, wow. And when you – and now, granted, for the parents listening, they don't actually show any of the scenes in the bordello. They so calm down. See, yeah, calm down, you. Aww. They see you walk in, they see what you're dealing with, and then it fades to black and you come out again. Surprise me is either a woman, a man, a transvestite, or some type of animal. Nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's not cool. No, not at all. And then you walk in, you see the animal, and it fades out just like it normally would, which is scary but at the same time pretty damn funny i think i yeah. think that like the health boost i'm gonna say surprise me just for the hell of it of course if there's a bear in there i hope he runs but i mean just that kind of i'm not afraid to do this mm-hmm. so either you play it and like it or just don't play my game i love that about bioware right it's rated mature for a reason Very. and they're not making any qualms about it so those i think if if uh if i have to pick three when two are already taken, those are the three that I would definitely want to play. Eddie, your turn. All right, definitely into Brutal Legend, definitely into Scribblenauts, definitely into Dragon Age Origins. Now, if I could be original here, Assassin's Creed 2 wowed me at the show, some show that I went to like a couple months ago. I don't know what it was called or anything. I think it builds upon a game that I really enjoyed, uses 
as a foundation, gets rid of all the repetitive annoyance of the first one, and pretty much fixes anything that was wrong with Assassin's Creed. So I am really looking forward to this being my game, like the game for me. Other than that, Saboteur looks good. I'm interested in the new Zelda Spirit Tracks. Borderlands looks fun, although I probably won't get very heavily into it, just knowing myself. Vanillaware is making Muramasa, the Demon Blade, on the Wii. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. Looks beautiful, plays beautifully. That's the uh, Odin Sphere creators, correct? Yes. Okay, yeah, okay. Great, great game. I'm really looking forward to that. And uh, I was just going to say the last thing is I'm really looking forward to finishing up here and playing some more Little King story. <laughs> uh, one more game if I could throw it out there. Alpha Protocol, I meant to mention that. That looks like a, uh, a little... Oh, from Bioware Jr. Yeah, exactly. It looks like a bit of a, a Mass Effect clone from, from... I was just about to say that, from Bioware Jr. So that could be something <laughs> to look into. And I am a lazy bastard without a lot of money, so I'm going to wait for Demon's Souls, but it looks fantastic. Yeah. Other than that, that's all I got. Jeff, anything you want to add? Uh, yeah. So actually, the number three that's considering is for me, Scribble Nuts and Brew Legend were head and shoulders, and it was probably you know a twelve-way tie with number three. But um, I think I'd probably just go with Shadow Complex. I know it comes out really soon, but the the demo I played and everything I've seen of it just looks really fun. I'm a big fan of uh, of Metroid, and it looks like a, a good mix of Metroid and Uncharted. Yeah. I'm very surprised that Eddie here did not mention Uncharted 2. I know he was oh. quite excited about that. Oh, man. I forgot it, too. Cool. Yeah, I, it looks really good to me. Probably won't be my top three, but in my top, you know, ten, it looks really good. What else? I, I'm still looking forward to the PS3 port of Trine. Try, trying. I, I don't look forward to playing with a mouse and keyboard, even though I know it's out already. Mm-hmm. Um, and one game that I... Oh, um, Silent Hill. Um, home Silent Hill, home. whatever Shattered. the title was. Yeah. That looks really, really good. Um, that'd probably be my number four. Uh, I got to play it a little bit. It's. I'm not the biggest Silent Hill fan. I always found the games interesting, but not at all fun to actually play. I just. I found the puzzles and um, actual game mechanics really plotting and it was just hard to see items in the new one uh it oddly reminded me of mirror's edge in an odd way because so much of the game is running and you have such smoother controls over how you control your character than you do in the other game and the main thing that reminded me of mirror's edge is the way that you smash through doors and enemies chase you and you have to try and break line of sight with them and and hide under under like cabinets and places where they can't see you and it, just, it felt very kind of action-y, but it's not combat-y. It's all about running and hiding, and I like that a lot. And the game has enormous potential with some other interesting things you're doing with it. Like, you take a psych evaluation in the beginning, and based on how you answer it, that's going to change change the ways that they shock you later on. I think the, the only example that they concretely cited is that it'll change enemy appearance, so mm-hmm. I'm kind of hoping that there will be, like, a question asking... Whatever you know, scares what, you the most. Yeah, so if I pick spiders, maybe there will be some giant spiders or spidery creatures, and that would be very cool. So I'm 
Yeah, I, I, it could be a, a big disaster, but based on everything I've seen so far, I think that that's kind of the one that intrigues me the most. So if if you can turn your enemies into ticks, I don't want to play it. I'm the one thing that I can say that I'm absolutely afraid of in this world are ticks, and I don't want any part of them. <laughs> I agree. I now I really hope that there are ticks in there just just ready. No ticks. It'll be the scariest game ever. No what about ticks. The ticks. What? What if they turn into the, the tick? Spoon! That's eh, okay. Oh. Actually, another game, I don't know if it's coming out in 2009 or not. It's something I haven't heard about in a while, but if any of you have seen uh, Machinarium, it's a point-and-click uh, PC puzzle game, and it, it looks really cool. I saw some stuff on it like late last year, early this year, and no idea whatever what's going on with that, but it, it looks very cool. So. Oh, yeah, it's like a steampunk, really strange-looking, interesting sort of game. Yeah, that sums it up. It's kind it's of like... like you can't even tell centuries. what it is. Yeah, it's sort of like Jules Verne style art. Kind of it looks a little like Triplets of Belleville as well. It's all hand-drawn animation. It's very dark and gritty-looking, and you control a robot, and it's a point-and-click adventure, and... It, it looks cool. I, I hope it comes out this year. I'm really crossing my fingers that they port it to a console so I could play it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, on that note, I really hope that uh, um, Xenoclash gets ported to XBLA because that was a game that, yeah, I guess none of you mentioned it, but it's a game I heard really great things about from, from earlier this year, but it's uh, PC only, so I haven't played it yet. Yeah, they actually just released the SDK for Xenoclash, so there are going to be a lot of mods and user-created levels in the near future, I would imagine. So that game is going to get a big boost. So yeah, I think we just about covered everything coming out in 09, although I'm sure as soon as I yeah. get off this, there'll be more I'm forgetting. And, uh, Give us a call. Too. Like, oh, yeah, add this. Zelda, Zelda Spirit Tracks. There's too much. <laughs> It's, why did, it's going to be a great year. Why didn't you mention Press Your Luck? Um, what? That's, uh-huh. what I'll, that's what I'll get. I'll get that. Why didn't you mention the Press Your Luck game? Because uh, you're the only one who wants to play it. That's I haven't why. even heard of that. And then Thanks. You, you remember the old, uh, the old game show, Press Your Luck, No Whammies? Oh, Whammies. Yeah, yeah never bring, watched it. They're bringing it to the, uh, to the Wii and the DS and all that. And Tekken 6! What? <laughs> Oh, see, there you go. Something I would... Oh, damn it. Okay, so so which is it? What's your number one? Me? Yeah. Oh, Dragon Age, probably. Okay. Just wanted to make sure nothing changed. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, Dra- Dragon Age. Because Uncharted nearly changed my my uh, most anticipated, but I'm going to stick with Assassin's Creed 2. I'll, I'll stick with Brutal Legend. So. Okay. But just know this. All three of us will more than likely be playing all three of those games. Exactly. Probably. And that is uh, 2009 in a nutshell. Best of the beginning and most anticipated of the end. That's about it. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Jeff, for coming on. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, thanks. Thank it was a pleasure. You, Jason, for being so awesome. Yeah, we try. <laughs> I try. I, we try. Who the fuck is we? I try. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Until next time. Later. Later. Bye.